Hello, ako si Judas Gavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang coronavirus situation sa Pilipinas ngayong isang taon nang lumipas mula na nagsimula ang pandemya. Habang bumubuti na ang sitwasyon sa ibang bansa, bakit tila mas lumalala naman sa Pilipinas? Bakit tumataas pa rin ang bilang ng mga kaso? Kasama ko ngayon sila Raptor Reporters Sofia Tomacruz at Bons Magsambol para himayin ang pandemic response ng gobyerno. Hi Sofia and Bons, thank you for joining me today. Hello Jades, thank you. Thank you for having us. So parang before tayo mag-discuss sa situation natin ngayon, Sofia, can you tell us first siguro, uh, based sa mga studies or guidelines ilalabas sa Philippines or kunyari sa WHO, ano ba yung parang signs na dapat monitor ng mga tao to assess how things are going? I remember, di ba part ito yung ICU capacity? Uh, ano pa ba yung mga dapat tingnan? Mm-mm. Right, sige. So baka mas maganda kung may basic understanding muna tayo on what figures to look at. So when we monitor the pandemic, there are a lot of figures that we look at. Pero yung mga key that researchers and experts look at is, first of all, the health system's capacity. So uh, by that, we mean, like what you mentioned, that's the number of COVID-19 beds dedicated to in, in intensive care units or the number of COVID-19 dedicated beds in wards and isolation units. So it's one thing we need to watch out for because the moment that starts getting filled up, that's also a sign that cases are increasing more than the country's health system can handle. And the goal is always to make sure that the health system is not overwhelmed because the moment it gets overwhelmed, then um, then patients can't be treated well. Not everyone gets treatment. And, you know, that also increases the number of people who may die from the disease because of the lack of resources. So that's something that we really don't want to happen. And it's an important indicator we watch out for. Mm-hmm. But aside from health system capacity, um, we also look at uh, the reproduction numbers. So that, that reproduction number is something often mentioned by epidemiologists or researchers who study the pandemic. And basically what that is, is the number of people that one confirmed case can infect. So somebody who's positive for COVID-19, on average, can infect two to three people. But we also know that that can be altered or modified if you put in certain restrictions like or certain practices like wearing a face mask, um, practicing physical distancing, washing your hands, not touching your face, um, making sure there's good ventilation. So while the normal number of people one case can infect is two to three, that can go up or down depending on how well those certain what the UH calls minimum health standards are implemented mm-hmm. so when it starts going up we also see that cases are really spreading fast and um, experts note that you want to keep that at one so that you know that the pandemic is manageable and then I think aside from that aside from the more case the case numbers that we see every day another thing that we look at is that the positivity rate the percentage of tests that come back positive so that's also something we look at to see, again, how fast the pandemic is spreading. Mm. And with that context, with that in our mind, once given what Sophia mentioned nga, ano ba yung mga bagay na to, yung mga natik na ng situation natin ngayon, na parang medyo 
mag, uh, above the threshold na or medyo concerning na ulit yung numbers. Can you discuss din ba? Ano may situation natin ngayon? Uh, ano yung numbers natin ngayon? Today is, a recording day is Wednesday, March 24. So, kamusta yung situation natin ngayon? Okay. So, ayan. So, na-mention ni Sophia yung mga tinitingnan natin na parameters when it comes to monitoring this pandemic. So, just today, uh, meron na tayong 684,311 confirmed cases of COVID-19. So, just today, for the past seven days, nag-hover yung cases natin ng 5K. Mm-hmm. Like 5K and above. And it even hit 8,019 nung Monday. So, that's the highest uh, daily cases since the pandemic began. So, yeah. So, starting yesterday, medyo bumaba na siya. So, nag-around na siya ng 5,000. Pero mataas pa rin yun. Relatively mataas pa rin yun compared dun sa last uh, average cases natin uh, yung late February. Kasi yung late February, yun yung nag-start na uh, mag-surge ulit yung cases. So, yeah. So, makikita natin na medyo tumataas na mapanatili natin na bumaba pa tong kaso. Pero kasi sinasabi ng Department of Health na yung intervention na ginagawa nila ngayon ng government natin, like for example, itong NCR plus bubble, hindi agad natin makikita yung improvement nito or improvement ng situation natin. Bigyan natin siya ng 2 to 3 weeks pa bago makita natin na uh, nag-work pala tong ginawa nilang intervention. So uh, in the coming days, mag-expect tayo na hindi talaga siya drastically bababa pa. Parang ganon. Nabanggit din ni Sophia yung uh, reproduction number. So ngayon, uh, yung current reproduction number natin ay 1.99. That's national reproduction number na. And yeah, the goal now is to keep uh, R below 1 para manageable yung transmission ng uh, ng COVID. So man- manageable yung pandemic itself. So yeah, so mataas yung 1.99. So nearly 2 na yon Imagine, so that would mean na ang isang kaso ay makaka-infect ng dalawa. Diba? So, hmm. yun yung ibig sabihin nun. And when it comes naman dun sa positivity rate, nag-hit na tayo ngayon ng 15.3 just today. So, hmm. ibig sabihin nun, out of dun sa mga na-test na 32,179, ang nag-positive dun ay 15% nun, which is, yun nga, yung record natin ngayon na 6,666 cases. 666. So, yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, yung recommendation kasi ng WHO para masabi na pwede na tayo mag-reopen ng economies to keep positivity rate 10%. Tama ba, Sophia? Yeah, I think I, so. Or below, oo. Yeah, 10% or below. Parang ganun. So yeah, so nakikita natin na medyo talagang uh, hindi talaga maganda yung pandemic situation dito sa Pilipinas. And when it comes naman dun sa uh, hospital occupancy rate, so yeah, mapapansin natin yung na yung Cordillera Administrative Region, yung Region 2 at saka NCR, mataas yung occupancy niya. So, nag-hover siya around 60 to 66%. So, that's moderate na. And ang alarming dito is yung ICU. ba diba? So, yung sa NCR kasi 70.9 siya ngayon, tapos yung CAR ay 75.5. So, yeah. Baka may dadagdag si Sophia. Yeah, no, to emphasize lang kung bakit ma-monitor specifically din yung ICU capacity. Like we mentioned, that ICU capacity kasi highly, highly specialized uh, training is needed there. Parang you can't just put any health worker there. They have hmm. to be highly trained kasi sobrang um, specific yung care doon. Intensive care nga, di ba? Pero, so, uh, pero one reason why that uh, they we pay particularly close attention to that is because it measures the health system's capacity to treat critical cases mm-hmm. and prevent deaths. 
um you know in the pandemic although we may be numb to the numbers at this point parang 666 cases 6666 cases <laughs> or 8000 or these um x number thousands of numbers of cases um being reported as recoveries um it's yeah it's dizzying to think of all the numbers but you know one thing one goal that we should always keep in mind is to prevent deaths talaga and that's why right. we mm-hmm. check that ICU capacity always yes. kasi it's all about managing resources no like if oh, yeah. if mm-hmm. parang sobrang dami no and then parang mawawalan and then lalo pa pagdadago pa pag maraming doctors or healthcare workers na infected, infected parang right. mas lalong masasira yung healthcare system natin so given those numbers those parang medyo depressing numbers uh, Sophia if you compare yung situation natin ngayon sa ibang bansa kasi di ba parang I remember like when the first year of the pandemic hit uh, last a uh, few days ago Mark Uh, parang may pa lumabas na mga stories na oh, this country is doing well, this country is eradicated, parang wala nang cases sa nila, like what happened in New Zealand, Taiwan, na parang back to normal na. Tapos uh, nakita natin yung UK, they aim to parang be at least back to normal by June kasi by then gusto nila vaccinated na lahat ng adult population nila. Uh, how would you describe our situation compared to other countries? Like napag-iiwanan na ba tayo or average yung face natin? Or uh, This was not expected one year into the pandemic. I wouldn't say naman na expected siya one year into the pandemic. Pero at the same time, um, uh, yung case ng Philippines is not unique. There are also a lot of countries in Europe, for example, that are experiencing um, spikes in cases again dahil sa mga variants. Um, at the same time, there are also countries who are doing a lot better. Like you mentioned, Taiwan, parang mm-hmm. very... You can count them basically. The the number yeah. doesn't seem so big like like um you know mga thousands and hundreds of thousands. And other and other countries as well that that are already looking already at the stage of looking into opening. So on the one hand um I would definitely not say that we're doing excellent, but at the same time initial unique. Mm-hmm. Um although although Like you mentioned, it's not something that we, it's not something that I would say should be expected again a year after the pandemic. Because if anything, yung, yung dapat na expect is that we already learned how to prevent another spike in cases and, and what to do to arrest that right away. Kung yeah. may signs na dun tayo pumunta. Uh, parang I remember reading your story at na the Philippines is parang the last one to parang expected to recover sa region tama ba? Mm-mm. We're one of the countries that are hardest hit for one in Southeast yeah. Asia and at the same time while other countries have a like an economic outlook that they might be recovering already this year mm-hmm. that's not the case for the Philippines um Sad. we suffered our worst drop since World War II so we're looking at a much longer um recovery yeah And bonds, uh, like Sophia mentioned nga kanina, di parang just expected na mangyari pa to a year into the pandemic. So, why are we hitting all this all-time high records at this point in time? Uh, ano may sinasabi ng Department of Health na reason dito? Kasi parang I remember na-mention yung mga variants and then hindi rin follow. So, ano yung mga parang justification nila behind this sudden rise? Okay. So yeah, so basically three things yung sinasabi ng Department of Health dito pero hindi nila like paano ba? Hindi nila ina-attribute sa isa lang na bagay. Like for example, yung presence lang ng variants kasi 
Well, yung yung uh, yung tatlo kasi na VOCs or yung tinatawag natin na variants of concern, variant of concerns. Nandito na siya sa Pilipinas. So lahat tayo may kaso na noon from mm-hmm. the United Kingdom variant, from the South Africa variant, from the Brazil variant. And yeah, may isa din na binabantayan pero hindi pa siya VOC yung P3 which is the yun nga yung variant na natagpuan sa mga samples dito sa atin. So so yeah, yung sinasabi ng VOH kaya daw siya Uh, nag-spike ulit yung cases. Of course, yun nga, may presence ng variants. And then, uh, of course, yung increased mobility. So, di ba, uh, gradually kasi talaga nagbubukas yung economy natin and marami talaga na, I mean, yung mobility ng tao, like going there, di ba, nag- I mean, naging ano din kasi yun ng gobyerno na i-boost yung tourism. So, as in, mas masyado na siyang hala natin, okay na. Basically, nakikita ko kasi dito parang before kasi hindi natin ga- gaanong naramdaman yung surge ng holidays. Hmm. 'Di ba? So parang parang feeling ko lang uh, in my own opinion baka naging lax na tayo na akala natin that's the end na parang hindi na tayo magsuspike ng cases or what. Kasi 'di ba parang pinagdaanan natin yung mga post holiday activities and then there's na, there's this na sereno pero wala siya gaanong impact hmm. until nga yun nga so medyo nagbukas na talaga ulit yung economy, uh, may mga binuksan na establishments and mga leisure. Yeah. And then aside from that doon nga may sinasabi din sila na of course yung hindi compliant I mean hindi masyadong nagko-comply yung mga tao when it comes to uh, health protocols like sinasabi nila na hindi lahat nagpe-face mask hindi lahat nagpa-practice ng social distancing and yeah yung basically yung ginagawa natin for a year na yun yung sinasabi nila pero parang ang ano lang kasi dito yung sa mga tao din of course hindi din natin sila masisisi kasi nakakaramdam na, or nakaka-experience nila ng pandemic fatigue, di ba? Mm-hmm. I mean, for a whole year na nakakulong ka lang sa bahay, wala kang ginagawa, of course, na binigyan ka na ng opportunity ng government to go out. So, di ba, parang yung gagawin mo is lalabas talaga. Pero, yeah, pero yung masasabi lang din naman talaga natin dito is regardless naman kasi kung yung may presence din ng variants, hindi din naman kasi nagbago yung transmission ng virus. ba diba? So, sana kung gaano yung pag-iingat natin before, ganun din yung pag-iingat na gawin ng mga tao. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Sophia, I wanted to ask also like related to what Bon said. Kasi I, I remember reading a lot of comments uh, from experts then from groups saying na Uh, one reason kung bakit parang tumasas the economy was parang hastily opened agad, binuksan siya agad. But then I, I've, I've kept hearing from government officials na this is not the case. Parang they say na hindi yun ang, may, hindi yun ang rason. So parang what is the government attributing this uh, situation natin ngayon? At least outside the DOH. Ano yung mga sinasabi ng presidente, ng IATF? Um, well, actually, one thing, no, Judas, alam mo, sa messaging din ng government, mm. like, is yun din yung isang, pro- I mean, uh, up until now, one year after, one year into the pandemic, yun pa rin yung problem, eh, yung messaging and the communications, because they're, they're, they still clash with one another. Kahit naman, and an example of that, a specific example of that is the Palace and, and Secretary of Health, Francisco Duque III, because, um, One day you have uh, the palace and presidential spokesperson Harry Roque saying that um, the economy sh- reopening the economy should not be to blame for the rise in COVID-19 cases. But then you have uh, Duque also saying, um, "No, let's be honest. It it was a G it's a GCQ only in name, um, uh, not necessarily right. the GCQ that we have intended it or first outlined it to be." Although 
yes, there is um, really a need to reopen the economy because every by now it's it's apparent to everyone, right? Na parang you need to open the economy, of course, because people will go hungry. People need to work, um, but that should be done safely and outside the government. Um, experts, medical experts, have been saying, "Yeah, fine. There's no there's no debate about that anymore." Um, you know, economy or health, but you have to find a way to open the economy safely. Mm-hmm. And um, like Bonds mentioned, you know, there are so many things that government has attributed to the rise in cases, all of which are do con. I mean, are are contribute in, in to a certain level, whether it be um, the impact of variants, possibly, or you know, lowered compliance, because I think. One thing also to note is that the thing about the compliances and one interesting thing, one very relevant thing that uh, health workers have pointed out is that, you know, people, you wearing a face mask or a face shield only goes so, can only go so far if, for example, um, yung mga pinupuntahan ng mga tao, hindi naman siya totally safe. Like um, public transport. People wear face mask and face shield, but um, it's crowded. They they still have to crowd inside the bus or the train, or 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 you still have to line up in crowded spaces. Um, you work in areas that don't have great ventilation, and we know by now that ventilation is very important when it comes to um, you know limiting the transmission of COVID nineteen. So, so on the one hand, you on you have that, and then on the other hand, also yes, people also wear face masks and face shields. But then, I think in some areas, uh, people need to be reminded that na parang okay, you're wearing a face mask, but let's wear it properly. You're wearing a face shield, but uh, not as a headband or something. But all in all, those those small things, because um, what ma those are those are minimal. Th- Things I would say yeah. if, if you can characterize it as that. But what's what will also really make an impact is yun nga, um making sure that the spaces that people go through and stay in are actually safe, and that's the responsibility then of the government. So yeah, sometimes they echo what DOH says, but at the same time, nagaklash parin sila. Yeah. Spero <laughs> for me next next question, Siguro Bonds and Sophia. This is for you both. Uh, you guys covered the pandemic from the very beginning. Uh, at this point, ba what's striking for you na nangyayari pa rin siguro sa situation natin ngayon uh, sa numbers-wise? Parang, ano yung parang when you heard what's happening now, parang you're thinking na ba kasi after all these months, ganito pa rin nangyayari? Okay. Sige ako muna din. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so parang uh, kung titingnan kasi natin, parang yung pinanggagalingan kasi ng mga tao, hindi din naman natin sila na masisisi. Nakasa isang taon na yung nakalipas and still, di ba, parang bumalik tayo sa lockdown. Uh, experts have been uh, recommending kasi na parang yung pagla-lockdown kasi ng isang area or ng isang lugar, hindi lang siya yung uh, pinaka, paano ba, pinaka dapat na response na gawin to control the virus transmission na kailangan lagi siyang i-prepare mo siya na ex, uh, magkakaroon ng contact tracing, malalang contact tracing, and then magte-test ka ng maraming people, and then mag-isolate ka. Pero kasi nakikita kasi natin ngayon na parang isang taon na yung nakalipas, though mapapansin naman natin talaga na 
tumataas na yung testing capacity natin. Imagine, di ba, last year, as in parang RITM lang yung uh, license na mag-conduct ng PCR test. Pero ngayon, 200 and above na yung nakakapag-conduct. Pero at the same time, mapapansin mo din kasi na parang uh, during May last year, parang yung target ng government was to conduct 50,000 tests a day. Diba? So that's May pa. So parang kung tutuusin, dapat di ba ngayon malaki na yung testing capacity natin. Pero lately lang tayo nakapag-hover ng around 40,045. So makikita mo na parang though may improvement sa testing, hindi natin masasabi na kung enough ba ito. So yeah, yun din yung sinasabi ng mga tao. Kaya yung pinanggagalingan nila. Kaya di ba parang marami na umaalman na lalockdown na naman tayo pero ano mangyayari after. Pero syempre of course ito naman kasi yung pinaka I mean yung mabisa na talaga para makontrol yung mobility ng tao. So ayun so base sa PMA din siya. Yeah no agree ako din kay Bones but I think also one thing I would like to add lang is parang what's striking for me at this point um is that it's looking a lot like we haven't learned from lessons that we should have you know already learned from last year we had a whole year of of trying to learn how to navigate the pandemic and and respond to um the pandemic covid-19 yet we're in the same place where we were last year and i don't even know kung kung same place siya or in in some sense a worse place because there are so many things we should have we should have learned by now although of course i mean kagaya ng sinabi ni Bones, marami ding na na-improve. Um, let's, we're not scrounging for tests anymore or anything. Pero yun nga, um, we haven't learned that you, you need to keep testing. You need to have really aggressive and accessible testing even when cases are not spiking or we haven't figured out how to... There are so many, so many suggestions and recommendations that health experts have made which we haven't really tackled or really listened to i would say because if we did listen to them genuinely then maybe we should have been in a better opposition than we are in now yeah right so parang so feel like what's keeping the those in power or those leading this pandemic response from listening to the experts um well when i was talking about it with our editor at large si miss maritas vitog i think it comes down also to some traits like for example a lack of humility to accept that there are many lessons to learn mm-hmm. um things aren't set in stone yet um and you see that for example in 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 insensitive remarks like saying that the handling of the pandemic has been excellent when you when you know that 4 million filipinos have are unemployed and um as of uh March 24th 13,000 have died tama ba bonds um so you know things things like that or just having to have a more measured outlook that you know we're really not in the clear yet until until we reach herd immunity let's say for example or until um we we make we go more than just we do more than just implementing band-aid solutions like another lockdown because let's say once this lockdown lifts and then cases die down paano naman kung magsuspeculate yung mga cases lockdown ulit i mean we can't keep going through this back and forth cycle right so i think it's yun nga lack of uh, at this point some humility to 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 um, accept to face that and at the same time um 
I don't know what you would call it. Um, foresight yeah. into thinking of more of more long-term solutions yeah. that can work for the pandemic and then even after that. Yeah. Just to add, uh. dun sa ano, kasi parang napansin ko din na parang yung government natin, masyado tayong na, nasanay or yung lagi nating ni-reason out na at least hindi tayo ganito. Yung parang nagsesettle tayo lagi sa at least. Pag, like for example, when it comes to comparing yung response natin, lagi nila kinocompare. Sa US nga, ganito, ganito yung mas malala yung sitwasyon, mas marami yung debt. Pero diba, parang you can compare naman yung Philippines sa US na, diba, in terms, I mean, geographically magkaiba talaga, mas marami yung population nila. And, I mean, mas better naman silang mag I mean, mas may resources sila pa rin to handle compared to us. Pero yun lang, parang napapansin ko lang na masyado tayong yung government natin nagsesettle na at least, alam mo yun, lagi nang gano'n yung pamantayan nila. Parang bare minimum governance yeah, na tayo. Exactly. Parang I, rem- I remember, parang may nagsabi na, I, I, I forgot ko sino nung dumating yung vaccine. And, at least andito na. Nahuli man andito Totoo. na. Uh-oh. Parang lagi na lang at least parang uh, parang crumbs lang yung nakakuha natin at we have to be grateful pa dahil kahit crumbs lang nakakuha natin, nakakuha pa rin tayo. So parang yun ang gustong ipakita sa atin ng government natin. So it's disheartening to hear yung uh, context and situation kung nasaan tayo ngayon and compare it to what's happening with other countries. Kasi uh, like for example, like what's happening in New Zealand, in Taiwan, and other countries na it's either back to normal na sila or nag, uh, half of the population nila ay vaccinated na. Samantalang tayo, hindi pa ata lahat na healthcare workers vaccinated, parang you'd be like always thinking, saan nga ba tayo nagkulang? But before we dive further into this issue, let's listen to some rapper podcast overviews. Next time, huwag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Nako, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. A lot of people, not much for a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm Polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, uh, about, on it's parenthood. It's like a purely person-to-person basis. Uh-oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Judesca Villan and we're here with Sofia Tomacruz and Bons Magsambol. Pinag-uusapan namin yung malalang sitwasyon sa Pilipinas ngayon when it comes to the pandemic. Uh, Sofia, ano yung response ng mga healthcare workers tungkol sa nangyayari ngayon? I remember when the vaccine was first rolled out here, parang ang high na spirits nila eh. Kasi nga, of course, vaccinated na. Uh, of course, yung Sinovac na vaccine, ibang issue yun. And then this happened. Parang I see online din na healthcare workers are parang nagpiplida sila sa mga tao na stay at home uh, and other stuff. So, ano yung parang mga statements sila sa mga nangyayari na? Mm-mm. Right. Um, so, kung naalala mo to this, yung may isang grupo, yung name nila, Health, the Healthcare Professionals Alliance Against COVID-19. 
they're the biggest um, coalition of health groups in the Philippines kasi lahat ng mga med- medical societies, health groups, parang may miyembro sila ng HPAC. Tapos, they're also the same group that called for lockdown and to reassess our pandemic response noong July to August 2020 when cases last peaked. So yung sinabi naman nila is um, when the cases were spiking again, a lot of people turned to them and were, were, were asking, um, are you going to call for another lockdown? Pero yung sabi nila is right now, well at that time, a few weeks ago, yung sabi nila is right now, there is something that we can still do to blunt the surge in cases. So a lockdown should always be the last option because that you're 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 basically telling people not to work and um we know how hard or how big of an ask that is to to for 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 people. And so um parang sa ngayon um may mga ibang um may mga ibang doable actions that LGUs and businesses can consider kasi Um, diba alam naman natin, Judas, na yung mga LGUs, yung mga um, businesses, establishments, and everything, sila din yung mag-implement at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, they were saying that, uh, yun nga, we go back, they go back to the basics of COVID-19, basically. You have to make sure that the ventilation is really good because that's how the that's how the virus will spread. If it's bad ventilation um, and everything. Um, and, and many different, many different um, suggestions. Pero, Um, one thing that they were also saying is you know what we what we mentioned earlier that um, you know let's also stop blaming people for this spiking cases uh, saying that it's their fault it's people's fault because you're not following you're being complacent and on the one hand um, you know I don't think we can I don't think any of us can claim for example perhaps 100% compliance baka walang country pa na 100% talaga yung compliance mm-hmm. um they they also pointed out rightly so na um yun nga there's also a lot that government needs to do to enable people to to actually um follow protocol follow these health protocols kasi yun nga if you even if you wear a mask and even if you wear Um, uh, face shield and wash your hands all the time, which is already very helpful. Marang kung kung eight hours kasa isang office space na um na hindi maganda yung ventilation don, then you're still you still have some risk that you that you have. But one thing then one thing as well that I want to point out, which they have said this time around, is that. Look, we're looking at band-aid solutions again. Precisely the reason why we are back here looking at the more deadly surge in cases is because we haven't taken a hard look at response in, in the sense that we haven't taken a hard look to see, okay, where else can we really, really improve and, like I mentioned, uh, implement really long, um, long-term changes. So very concrete examples that they had in which we actually had a story on Um, back in August or September last year after the cases, that spiking cases, because I remember asking them, um, okay, so what should we do now to prevent another peak in happening? And that that story was um, called How the Philippines Can Recover from the Coronavirus Pandemic. And it's the same um, set of solutions that they suggested that, you know, this time around, we're experiencing a peak in cases again. And 
um, yun nga, it's because of band-aid solutions that we're implementing, like a lockdown, which, of course, kung kailangan ngayon, pero you can't keep returning to that. So they suggest, instead of, um, for example, you one hospital command, which is a referral network for hospitals, parang they were saying, let's expand that, let's find a way to expand that to um your health clinics, your barangay health units, because yung first instinct ng mga tao is kung may lagnat sila or kung, hala, COVID symptoms ba to, they rush to the emergency room. Whereas, you, whereas I think all of us here in this podcast, for example, do we even all know where our barangay health center is? Or um, what number to call, for example? So, just that, for example, instilling that kind of change or or, or bigger things like really thinking better about uh, public transport and more immediate things like putting up a pop-up bike up bike lane or uh, making sure that there are actual pedestrians uh, pedestrian lanes and sidewalks to walk on para people don't always um feel like the only option is you know uh, subpar public transportation so um you know and when you look when you hear about those solutions they can sound like a really far-off dream, but they're, they're. I mean, I think I would say they're pretty doable. And at the same time, parang helpless not just for this pandemic, but even beyond that, right? Just like to increase the, to improve the um, overall quality of life, even. Yung parang um, less traffic, better public transport, uh, more accessible healthcare. Na, na doable naman if you start, if you actually just start now. So that's what they emphasize then. Let's let's look, let's take this opportunity to look at um yung nga ulit, uh-huh. more long-term solutions instead of instead of just band-aid um solutions. So parang uh siguro, I think we can all agree na preventable yung nangyayari ngayon, no? Tama ba like Bon Sofia? Preventable siya. For me, uh paano ba? Parang I- feeling ko kasi may 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 parang pwede tayo na napigilan sana. Uh-huh. Like well, ito yung sinasa- uh, napansin ko din. Like for example, yung presence ng UK variant, uh, yung time na na-detect na natin na may kaso na pala tayo. Kasi diba parang yung kumutok na sa balita na may meron ngang ha- uh, more transmissible na variant ng COVID-19 which was first found in the United Kingdom and uh, yung variant na yun, yung dominant variant dun mismo, tapos sobra siyang infectious. Like one in every 30 na tao sa London na infected nung variant. So, di ba? So, parang as early as September, alam na natin yun. And then, uh, di ba? Parang, di ba dapat mas kahit wala pa tayo, alam natin na wala pa tayo dito sa atin, mas naging alerta tayo. And like, for example, yung napansin ko lang din, uh, parang nag-iisip ako nung isang araw kung ano, ano ba yung sa tingin ko na dapat na agapan. Kasi parang nung unang pumutok na nag-spread na yung UK variant dito sa Pilipinas, for example, sa Mountain Province, nung January, parang hindi kasi until now, it remains unknown kung paano nakarating dun yung virus. Kasi yung sinasabi nila na, for example, yung index patient, it turned out na negative pala siya sa UK variant. So, paano naging siya yung nagdala dun, ba? So, parang yun yun, puzzle pa rin siya until now. Uh-huh. Tapos, napansin ko din na, for example, yung pagpasok ng mga tao sa Pilipinas like yung border natin like yung iniisip ko dito parang di ba yung mga incoming traveler uh, on the fifth day fifth day na sila itetest kasi may mga instances nga na pagpasok dito sa atin may daladalang negative na RT-PCR pero 
like in the next five days or sa fifth day niya, positive pala siya, pero nakalabas na siya. Pero yung government natin, ngayon nilang, lately lang nila in-implement na kailangan pala sa fifth day kayo magpapatest tapos kukompletuhin niya yung quarantine na period. Pero I'm thinking na hindi naman nagbago yung incubation ng virus since the pandemic began. So bakit natin ngayon lang naisip na kailangan pala may fifth day testing? Kasi doon pala magmamanifest yung symptoms ng COVID or doon pa lang, diba, doon mo pa lang maralaman na magkaka-virus ka, na, mag, na, na infected ka pala unlike na pagdating mo, papakita ka ng negative tapos it turned out magpa-positive ka later on. So yeah, things like that na naiisip ko na uh, dapat siguro naisip na to before. Pero yung, tanda ko, tinanong namin to sa DOH before pero sinasabi nila na ito daw yung uh, na parang na-recommend na nila to sa I sa task force before pero parang hindi hindi pa na-approve nito lang nung nagkaroon lang na yun ng mga cases nga ng UK variant. So yun, yung mga ganong bagay. For me, wait, uh, may dagdag lang ako kay Bonds kasi, I mean, I agree with everything he said. Pero siguro isang um, aspect din na baka pwedeng um, na-address earlier on was uh, yun nga, pertaining to the variants, although, although diba, a lot of people will say no bonds na parang um, hindi siya yung sole case or hindi siya right. yung pinakamalaking mm-hmm. factor. I think, I mean, I think we all know by now na parang factor naman din talaga siya kasi um, iba din yung itong surge in cases and, mm-hmm. and um, what's changed since now and then is yun nga, the presence of variants and if you look at other countries, yun din naman yung um, nagdadrive ng mga surges nila. So, so for example, yung messaging about the variants, it was, of, I mean, understandably very measured and and um cautious about the way that they talk about the variants. Na ganitong karaming cases, 100 something for the UK cases, um, X number for South Africa, uh, the variant found in South Africa, and so on and so forth. Parang um, I'm not sure kung belated lang yung sobrang aggressive messaging on following the health protocols again. Kasi parang nung, when was the first day that they reported the UK variant was found here in the Philippines? Parang at the time, um, I don't know, I think it wouldn't have been too much to say, okay, wala pong community transmission, pero guys, nandito na yung virus, so let's all keep our guards up. And then, you know, the way that they're doing it now, pounding that message again and again and again and again. Kasi parang um, naging aggressive, sobrang aggressive lang sila dun nung malapit na or actually na malapit na nung ongoing na talaga yung surge. Mm-hmm. Parang also I wanted to like go that to the president. Uh, Sophia like another parang napaka laking problema natin yung messaging talaga ng government lalo na sa presidente natin. Just recently, di ba nag-speech siya, sabi niya uh, parang maliit na bagay <laughs> yung mm-hmm. nangyayari. Uh, what does this say about his governance in the pandemic with that statement na a year into the pandemic, ang dami nang nawalan trabaho, ang dami namatay, ang daming uh, may long-term effects dahil sa COVID. Uh, yung economy natin in shambles na dahil sa pandemic nito and then sabihin niya na ganun. Uh, what does this say about his governance uh, in this pandemic nga? Um, yun nga rin. I mean, going back earlier to what he said did, I think it reflects for for first of all yung yun nga na parang hanggang ngayon the it's not good crisis communication or parang maliit na bagay lang ito did you hear them talking about how Filipinos can proactively 
uh, protect themselves or what they're gonna do about it. Because yun nga ulit, parang you gloss over the magnitude or the 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 gravity of what we're experiencing right now, which is a deadlier spike in cases, and people still want the same thing. They still want to hear what what are you gonna do about it or kami na naman ulit yung mag-respond by, by making sure we don't go out, by making sure we always wear face masks and face shields. Pero paano naman yung government mismo? Like, what are they doing? Ano yung mga responses nila? Again, aside from a lockdown. So, kasi short-term solution lang yan. Like, you know, it, it, it goes back to that nga din. Um, I remember Pia did a piece on it. So, it's just a lot of in little science and, you know, vague statements, no concrete solution still one year into the pandemic. Yes. Uh, and then also, of course, our readers would like to know parang ano yung mga plans ng government uh, against this current situation. So, siguro, yun nga, can you tell our listeners, ano ba yung balak ng government yung para ma-address itong nangyayari ngayon? Siguro, Sophia, ano ba yung plans ng IATF? And then, Bon, siguro, uh, specifically sa DOH side. Okay. Sino mo uh-huh. Ah, sige. Siguro, bonds muna? Yeah, sige, okay, bonds muna. Okay, para dagdagan ni Sophia later. Okay, sa DOH side, parang yung sinabi ni Yusek Verhere, uh, yung sinasabi niya sa mga reporters na parang a year into the pandemic, ano na yung, tas nakaka-experience nga tayo ng ganitong surge, ano yung gagawin natin. Basically, yung sinasabi nila is, mas ready yung health systems natin, healthcare systems natin, na parang ngayon daw mas alam na ng mga healthcare workers kung ano yung gagawin nila. For example, unlike before, when the pandemic uh, began na parang nangangapa pa sila in the first few months. And then, for example, nakapag-set up din sila ng one command one hospital command center wherein yun nga na-filter doon kung sino yung mga dadalhin sa mga ganitong hospital so referral talaga if need ka na bang i-hospitalize or confine or what and basically para na-allocate yung resources ng tama unlike before na walang system at all yun yung sinasabi nila at the same time uh, with this surge parang nabanggit din kanina ng Department of Health that uh, tuloy-tuloy ongoing pa rin yung pag-hire nila ng Uh, ng healthcare workers para ma-augment yung manpower na kailangan palag talaga to respond to this surge. And at the same time, uh, back to kung nung na-experience ulit natin yung surge, yung sinasabi nila na mas, uh, mas, ma- mas i-ramp up yung collaboration with local government units kasi sinasabi nila na yun yung mas nakakatulong when it comes to contact tracing kasi of course sila yung on-ground and mamomobilize yon So ayun, basically yun yung sa end ng Uh, ng DOH na so far yun yung na, nababanggit uh, sa mga press briefings. So baka si Sophia may dadagdag siya. Um, yeah, so in addition to, din, to what Bon said, yung ginawa ng IETF ngayon is nag-implement sa lang yung, yung, ng NCR plus bubble nga which is basically like a lockdown um, in, in, in varying degrees and, and senses of that word. Uh, NCR and nearby, nearby provinces have stricter quarantine restrictions and um, yun nga yung immediate solution nila. Um, but like what bonds, I just want to point out din kasi is, um, you know, the right a lot of people always look to what the what the DOH is saying and everything. Pero yun nga, may mga, may mga suggestions din kasi yung DOH that need to be approved by the IATF and sometimes okay. not always approved. Um, right away, kagaya ng testing. So, right now, yun nga, yung, yung, yung immediate solution nila is to, to, um, uh, 
implement this NCR plus bubble. Tapos same yung um, increasing the quarantine treatment facilities, which is needed and everything. Pero uh, for me, sa ngayon, I think yung kulang patalaga and what we should be uh, and what we will keep reporting on and, and asking government about is yung contact tracing. Kasi um, crucial din talaga yun if you look at the example of other countries who have managed to somehow keep the pandemic under control, if not entirely, then for longer periods of time. Mm. And are you guys satisfied or contento sa plans that they put forward? Or are you seeing parang may missing link sa ginagawa nila? Okay, siguro ako muna. Yes. Uh, yung sa mga nasabi ko kanina, kung contento ba ako, parang nakukulangan ako in a way na parang hindi pa kasi nagsusurface yung discussion. I mean, ilang days na ba tayo na naka-NCR plus bubble? Parang three days na, no? Three days na, no? Pero parang wala pa rin akong naririnig na discussion on paano patataasin yung testing capacity? Like, how do we make sure na enough people yung natetest while on naka-bubble tayo? So, yun, parang hindi ko siya naririnig doon. Kasi nga, basically, yun talaga yung sinasabi din ng experts since then na kailangan kahit kung ila-lockdown mo yung mga tao, kailangan aggressive yung pag-contact tracing mo at at the same time yung testing. Pero yun, yun nga, medyo nakukulangan ako in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yan. Um, well, for me... Uh... Looking past din, uh, looking past din sa itong current surge, ako nagugulangan sa lo- I'll say it again, and it might sound like a broken record at this point. Pero yung mga long-term solutions talaga, kasi ayoko na na ma- na makakarating tayo ulit sa itong point na <laughs> na surge ulit or spike ulit, so, oh. lockdown, and um, that will also make our, that will also make ruling out vaccines harder. Kung kung nasas I mean perpetual or not perpetual but if we experience another surge so for me um nakukulangan ako sa mga long mas long term solutions na guys after this lockdown yung MRT LRT same pa ba rin yung buses same pa ba rin or are they going to, are they going to finally put up better i mean effective bike bike lanes um you know lahat ng mga solutions na there's no there's no lack of solutions that can be thought of. And at the same time, maraming solutions na ngayon na na na-site na ng mga experts, health experts, transmo experts. Um, Lahat ng uh, experts. You know, <laughs> kahit anong klaseng experts, there's so many <laughs> solutions that have already been suggested. Right. We can already start to implement or mm-hmm. to start looking at, to start looking at starting implementing. You know what I mean? Parang we just have to um I don't know. Look at that and start and start doing something there. So, ako nakukulangan ako sa yun nga sa mga mas long term na response. Very short sighted sila, no? I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yun, yeah. Yung, yun yung isang weakness why why maybe why we're finding ourselves back here. Yeah. Kasi uh, looking at the other countries nga, like yun kasi parang yun ang ginagawa ko pag madaling araw eh. Like titingnan ko yung mga nangyayari sa pambansa na mamatay ako sa inggit. Like sa UK for example, they have this parang timetable na kunyari at this point ito mag-open na yung mga lugar. At this point ganito na yung mga mag-open. At this point ganito na yung mga yare. So parang meron silang parang per period, per month may mga expected silang parang i-achieve Okay. Pero parang sa atin, parang mag-aan lang sila ng parang for example ng itong, itong uh, NCR Plus uh, a few days before i-implement. So parang, parang they think up of plans as, they, as the situation needs. Parang wala silang parang 
uh, parang foresight kung ano yung dapat bagay na gawin nila if ganito yung mangyari. Right. So, for my next question, uh, siguro, alam natin na madami pang kailangan gawin, Bonds and Sofia. Marami pang kailangan i-address uh, at ayusin sa nangyayari sa Pilipinas ngayon. Pero at this point, uh, siguro if you're looking at the next week or next two weeks, uh, in this time period na ganito yung uh, situation natin ngayon, mataas yung numbers, ano for you yung dapat i-prioritize? If there's one thing that, that needs to be prioritized, ano yung yun? Siguro, Sofia? Um... Well, aside from yung contact tracing, which which we mentioned earlier, ako, I think one thing that we should be looking at din now, uh, not just for this week or the next two weeks, let's say, pero in the in the near future is um looking at yung current vaccination program natin at paano um para i-improve yon, kasi um de ba maraming ko maraming comments na na ang bagal ng rollout and everything and Of course, may mga may maraming dahilan din na parang wala pang wala pa dito yung mga bulk of vaccines and and also um for me yung one thing to prioritize also for going to look further into the future and to um see this pandemic really um take a turn for the better is is yun nga the looking at the vaccination program studying kung ano yung mga best practices and ng ibang countries and best le- and lessons that we learned so far here sa Pilipinas kasi yung mga health workers lang yung nawakunahan at this point i think one opportunity there is that sobrang highly skilled yung yung sector na yun so parang kung may maraming solutions or best practices sa vaccination ito also come from there Like our, our LGUs are getting a lot of practice now, rolling out first initial vaccines. Our health workers are getting a lot of practice also uh, rolling out the the vaccines. And so for sure, may mga best lessons dun. And, and I guess with that, then may, may next story na ako. <laughs> okay, basically nasabi na naman ni Sophia and napaulit-ulit din na namin kung saan tayo talaga nagkukulang. So it, it all boils down talaga dun sa basics tracing, testing, and isolation. So yon. So in the next two weeks na nakababble tayo, sana yun yung mapa paano ba? Mapaigting. Pa yun sana yung ma-strengthen ng government natin na na intervention aside from locking us down, de ba? Yeah. yeah. So for my last question, this question also goes to the both of you. Uh, ano yung worst case scenario na nakikita ninyo if hindi nila gawin yung mga na-mention ninyo? Kasi, di ba, uh, are we at the risk of parang suffering from domino effect na pag hindi nagawa yung mga yan, it will push back every plan na we have uh, in this pandemic na our recovery period mawawala siya ng parang ma-extend pa to 2023 or in 2030 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonds, you wanna go ahead? Or ikaw, sige, okay. Okay. Siguro ano, uh, paano ba mag-domino effect? Uh, aside from health kasi I'm covering education, so nakikita ko din talaga na yung, alam mo yun, yung pandemic na to, yung response natin when it comes to this pandemic is connected siya sa lahat ng sector. Mm-hmm. At pinaka natatamaan din talaga yung, yung education sector natin. Kasi for, for more than a year now, nakaklose yung mga schools natin. At alam naman natin na sobrang failure, I mean failure in a way kasi hindi prepared yung system natin sa remote education at nakikita natin na nagsasuffer yung mga bata. I mean yung learning losses ng mga bata, sobrang ano na, malala na siya 
and di ba yung education kasi connected yan sa economy eh. di ba so paano ka makakapag-produce ng mga workers kung uh, at at some point nakastop yung i mean hindi na hindi naman nakastop pero hindi ganoon ka quality na po-produce mo ng mga ang mga estudyante di ba so yun so parang feeling ko yun yung parang worst case scenario na nakikita ko na parang feeling ko maaapektuhan yung ibang sector kapag if this pandemic drags on na wala tayong nakikita na malino na response. Sofia? For for me yung worst case scenario is for for things to stay the same. I remember saying that din last year na parang yung outlook for the year or whatever kung ano yung worst case scenario. Pero ganun pa rin yung answer ko na uh, ganun pa rin yung yung thinking ko na parang I think the worst thing that can happen is for things to stay the same kasi the 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 more time passes, the more we see then that it's so hard if if things don't get better. Yeah. Kasi kasi yun nga ang daming problema, yung like yung mga bata na hindi pa na hanggang ngayon one year out of school face-to-face classes I mean and and um uh, learning distance learning is really just not the same as as um norm as face-to-face classes or yun nga yung mga tao na unemployed millions unemployed um to have things stay the same and to not start start thinking of more you know more now we really sound like a broken record long solutions <laughs> or at the same time to to just have the situation become better and sustainable not yeah. just better for a while pero talagang bumababa na yung mga kaso mas okay na yung health system dumadating na yung mga vaccines na ma-vaccinate na mas maraming tao and to really make sure all of that goes smoothly I think the worst case scenario is for us to just have things stay the same and then yun nga yeah. each and everyone I mean each man for himself mm. <laughs> So, parang itong episode na to, very mixed feelings, no? Na parang yung dapat gawin, alam ninyo na eh. Like, journalists know right. it, experts know it, just need the government to listen to it. At the same yeah. time, we know how uh, parang nakakailis, nakaka-frustrate na hindi nakikinig yung government. So, parang yeah. it's a mix na hanggang kailan pa ba to? Like, hanggang kailan pa ba akong mag-doom-scroll sa Twitter ko seeing how countries are dealing with this? Samantalang we're in the Philippines at mag-election na. So, yun, kailangan pa i-consider yun. Yes. So, That's the man. Yeah. So, and, take, and just imagine, uh, Judith, ha? Parang, uh, one year na tayong, tayo, I mean, tayo manggag office mates tayo. Hindi tayo nakikita personally. And if this drags on, ano ba, another year pa ba ulit yung yeah. ikakaw natin na hindi tayo makikita. Di ba? Parang, Yeah, ayun. Parang imagine mo, may mga bata na pinanganak ng January 2020. Ngayon, parang toddler na. Baka naglalakad na. Kapag nakita tayo, kinder na sila. <laughs> diba? Imagine nyo yun. Grabe. So, thank you, Sofia and Bonds, for joining me tonight and for explaining to me yung situation ng Pilipinas ngayon and ano yung steps na dapat itake ng government to uh, maayos yung nangyari ngayon. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Judith. So, and thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper News Break sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo naman access to exosukatan events, pwede kang sumali sa Rapper Plus. Pwede kang sumali pa visiting rapper.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede kang mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jodes Gavilan and Decisions Break Beyond the Stories.